Bar Media. Welcome to another episode of the Local Podcast, a podcast about all things local, brought to you by Well Rooted, your one-stop shop for all things CBD, Hot's Deli, where everything is baked and not fried, as well as Sam's Pastry LLC. Sam makes some of the best naked cakes and macarons around. What is up? Welcome to episode 155 of the Local Podcast. Uh, This afternoon, I got to sit down with my buddy Oren Scruggs, who, if you haven't met him yet, he's been... A huge part of the local since we've gotten him on board um, his background is he's a photographer he's a musician he does video production here and there um, all in all just rad creator he makes spoons out of wood um, that are just incredibly beautiful and hand, like all handcrafted and then he also volunteers countless hours of his life gardening for people that he hasn't met yet He's just a rad dude. <laughs> ah, what up, dude? What's Hold on, up? let me get my let me get my mouth in this thing. What? Up? That sounds gross. What's up? <laughs> that sounds crazy. Oh no, dude! It's only Wednesday. I can't be talking like that in the middle of the week. <laughs> what up, dude? What's up, man? How's it going? Living the fast life. Welcome to the office that you come to all the time. Yeah, I love this place, man. It's, it's so much fun up here most of the time. Man, I can't. We um get lost up here when i come up here talking about nerd stuff right move that mic closer to you okay like put it like <laughs> like this yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> you can lower it too man like so you can look around it boom there you go that's perfect yeah talking um, about um studio equipment cameras that's it dude. Lightroom. It's, it's all it's always like some weird creative factory up here yeah and there's always some level of weirdness happening at any given time Right now we're in the middle of getting our floors finished up in the conference room and like it's kind of <laughs> taking forever, but I'm not paying for it. So I'm not, I can't be too mad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's those flooring guys are like a weird breed. Yeah. They got them. <laughs> when they get to the end, it's like, you don't see them no more. It's like concrete insoles. Like, right. <laughs> they're all chomping at the bit to get the work done. And then afterwards, like when the bulk of it's done, they're just like, ah, I'll get back there eventually. Um, What's up, Oren Scruggs? How you doing, man? I'm great, man. I'm how about yourself? What you been working on this week? I know you first off, let's let's uh let's introduce you formally. Um your name's Oren Scruggs. You, Oren Scruggs. You've been around here for a minute doing some rad stuff between what you do at uh Aunt Katie's Garden. Yes, sir. Um what you're doing with Charlie at Blue Bear Flutes. Yes. Um what you do with the local whenever we have events and stuff going on. Yeah. Um what else are you involved in? I know it's a lot. I know I'm missing a bunch. Um, I am. I run two papers, but that's you know, um, production manager, mm-hmm. and I also I am a board member for the Carver Museum and also a social media coordinator. Yeah, I think that's the title. I got you. That's dude. That's awesome, man. And um, I do light photography, videography, pretty much the same stuff you do, but. Yeah, dude. I just get it done. That's it, man. I mean, that's one of the things, like, the spirit of the local, what I hope it always is, like, as long as I'm involved, it'll always be like this. Like, there's never any competition. It's always just, like, we are all just trying to make each other better. And always, like, as far as, like, you guys, like, the staff dudes are concerned, like, anything that I know that you guys don't, I'm not going to hide that from you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, a lot of... 
a lot of people like we'll take a restaurant for instance like you ain't gonna get every recipe your first day on the job right you gotta work your way up and then they're probably going to sign some contracts about like you ain't using these recipes when you leave and stuff like that right Um, a non-compete agreement or whatever yeah but for us like i don't view any real people and it's not like this doesn't have anything to do with i think i'm better or worse than anybody like i just have enough to do already right and i know you do too so we're not like constantly overloading each other or being like hey man i can't get to this like you hooked it up for for me to shoot that bob thing last month right uh or yeah a few weeks ago and like if we need each other's help, we know we're always there. And, but it's never one of those things where it's like, Oh, we got that client. I want that. Well, it's, well, it's, it's more um, organic, the yeah. relationship. So we built the relationship just by, I think it was, um, Jack Beach and three. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, Love that dude, man. he was like, yo, you need to holler at Justin, which I had already kind of met you, but I never like officially sat down. And once we clicked, Hey, you was like, I want to work with you. I was like, I want to work with you. And yeah, we just begin doing stuff together. It doesn't, no competition, no stepping on toes. Yeah, dude. And no abusing the relationship, the, yeah. work, the business relationship or the personal relationship. It's just love and progress. That's how you get where you want to go. That's it, man. Or that is, that's how it is for me. Like plenty of people get where they want to go by any number of means. But for me, it's just like, just do right by your people. And you won't ever have to worry about did I step on somebody's toes or did I do like a terrible business dealing that affected them in some, some way by accident or, you know what I mean? Like it's never like that. Right. Um, what all you got going on with Aunt Katie's garden? Um, so or let's go back and explain what that is. That's like a, a community garden. Yes. Yeah, a community garden started by uh, Michael Jackson. I think a little over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, not Michael Jackson, not Michael. Star. No, not he he Michael Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> but yes he um he developed this um community garden to beautify and get the community involved in gardening and also just giving and serving other people, you know the way we should. Yeah, I mean so. a city's only as good as its community, mm-hmm. and things like community gardens teach anybody at any age like self sustainability skills like. There's nothing more gratifying than planting something, watching it grow, and then being able to eat it later. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That's and what I get out of it. That's um, it's so, there's so few things in this world that you can do that in one season. Right. Like businesses you can't just open it and then be able to start living out of it the next year, maybe not even after five or six years. Um some businesses take off, but like you know how it is. Like you can't, there's no other good model of what I'm thinking about other than planting food. Right. Like you can't even do that with, uh, chickens. I guess you could do it with chickens. I don't know how long a chicken needs to be around before you start snacking on it. Uh, depends on somebody from Wayne farms. <laughs> holler at me next week. <laughs> I know, I know some of them are listening. I've got a couple of homies that work out there that I'm sure they'll find out for me. Um, what all do you do over there? Just whatever needs to be done? Um, pretty much everywhere. Um, I've recently started messing with the bees. Oh, um, yeah, dude. So I'm suiting up, um, like, taking the um, supers out, which are each individual hive, mm-hmm. and 
blowing, you know, smoke, putting a little smoke to calm them down. Yeah. Blow them out of the hive, take the um, combs out, mm-hmm. and um, extract the honey. I've been doing that. I've learned some plumbing and irrigation. Do y'all have one of those crank spinners to extract the honey? Yes. Yeah, those things. It's like a tall washing machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a barrel with a crank on the top. And you slide yeah, them this, in up this and down is, um, and it slings it. Yeah. It slings oh, it's it. electric? Yeah. Oh, y'all are way ahead. So it has a little dial working. and you turn it up and down. Yep. Um, but I also, I also do, um, I'm on the social media side of things. Um, I post for them daily and I also design, you know, any signage they need around mm-hmm. the place. And I do a lot of um, photography and videography. Yeah. So I'm, I'm documenting the new greenhouse tunnel, which is called a tunnel house we're building. So I'm covering that too, you know, doing like triple duty over there. Yeah, I saw you posting about that the other day. Somebody was asking what a tunnel house was. And um, I was like, yeah, man, it's a high tunnel. That's what they call it. Like, yeah, high tunnel house. Way up north. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be so awesome, like being able to have a controlled environment Yep. to um, be able to cultivate crops and stuff in. Is well, the, stru- so the structure rad. is 24 feet by 84 feet. That's a big boy. So you'll be able to grow 1.4 1.4 acres worth of food in that small. Yeah. It's huge. It's big, but you'll be able to grow um, 1.4 acres. And if you grow like any um, leafy vegetables mm-hmm. like lettuces or, or collards or cabbage, you can almost get three yields mm-hmm. out of it. So it's almost triple the 1.4 acres. Yeah. If you look at it that way. Yeah. If you're that, growing the right things. And it's more efficient when it comes to trying to um, keep the climate some sort oh, of controlled. Climate. Pest, irrigation irrigation it's yeah, it all just, just makes everything so much more efficient yes. and like works so much better together um dude i'm excited about that i'm gonna have to come check that out yeah you gotta come check it out um, um this is this is the first of possibly four in the near future that'll oh be. that's dude that's gonna be amazing yes um how do people get involved over there can they swing by and just pick up groceries i know our buddy bob woodall gets a box every now and again is that a real thing or did he just yeah, make so that happen we have a we have a bed rental program where you can rent a bed for starting at 250 a year yeah That's this a is year. to plant stuff in this isn't to take naps in no this is a yeah, yeah. a garden bed a raised bed i so. want some of our sillier uh <laughs> listeners to be like hey man I'm coming over take this nap for 250 dollars right. a year yeah show up every day and just get dirty so we'll plant whatever you want in there if it's appropriate for the season. And so not only will you get whatever your bed yields, you also get any other crop that comes in the garden. So you'll get a nice like vegetable basket. Yeah. Like twice per season. That's awesome. So yeah, that's, it's a good program. If you, if you like fresh vegetables, you should like rent one and, you know, stop, stop by every now and then and just check on your stuff. But we'll take, definitely take care of it for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, That's kind of the gardening vibe that i need to be doing because like at the minute i put something in the ground is basically that plant's funeral man you need a local bed and we can make you a cool sign let's get it yeah let's do it um, we, we can make it in a different shape too yeah we can get it weird like shape it like a skateboard dude let's do it ah. i'm all in <laughs> that we got skateboards cool. everywhere i don't know if you noticed <laughs> there's a bunch of skateboards in this office today yeah we do a skateboard bed oh um, it'll be cool yeah dude skateboarding i feel like skateboarding in the last like i don't know 10 years the the skate culture has really kind of exploded um you see a bunch of like tween girls wearing thrasher magazine yeah. hoodies and like 
everybody wearing Volcom and when Bam Margera came out, like everybody was wearing pink hard right, and right. stuff like back in 2000, what, three or five or whenever that was. Um, skate culture has gotten so out of hand that like I've got Mardi Gras beads with a skateboard on it. I've got, I don't know. I've got a lot of boards up here from my past and, and some of them for the future. Um, one of, let's see, one, two, I'm not, I don't really feel like counting all these things right now. <laughs> There's a bunch. Um, you guys, what are y'all working on? Aren't you working on something with skateboarding or have been talking about doing something in the skateboarding Oh yeah. World? So, um, me and my friend, Mike Morris, who's a, a filmmaker, we developed a YouTube series called The Craft. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we shot six episodes. And we had skateboarding at the top of the list, but um, we kind of shot as things fell into place. Yeah. So we didn't get a chance to do it, but we plan to revamp the show. And definitely I can't wait to do skateboarding. Um Maybe I I might just do an independent project. Yeah, and just knock it out. Dude, there's there's um there's a new documentary coming out called Humanity Stoked, and it's basically about the mentality of skateboarding, and how basically like everything's up to the individual. Like it's one of the reasons that I work by my not by myself, but I'm I'm not. I I call myself unemployable. But you're independent. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's just that self self-driven um always capable of picking yourself up by the bootstraps mm-hmm. because like you can jump down a set of stairs or like skate a rail or whatever and have all your buddies at the top of the s- steps like you got this dude but it's up to you to do the work you right. know what i mean and be successful with it and uh, i've gotten so many lessons and so many people have gotten lessons like that out of skateboarding it's a huge I don't know. Like it's a, it's almost a, it's obviously a lifestyle more than it is like just a thing that you can ride around on. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. Once you get into it and another, like one of the other weird things, there's a Tony Hawk and, um, Oh, what's that white haired dude that always interviews everybody? Not Wolf Blitzer. He's got a crazy name though. Uh, I'll look it up and type it in one of these days. Uh, there's an interview with Tony Hawk where Tony Hawk explains that like skateboarding is such a crazy bond between individuals that don't know each other because that skill set is so specific to that one thing that like anybody can ride a bike, anybody can shoot a basketball, anybody can throw a football after like two tries, but you can't just skateboard. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) That's not one of those things you just do without, learning a bunch of lessons well I, like one the one that i skateboarded for a while when i was younger and the mm-hmm. thing about it is for me i had to do it by myself first mm-hmm. because you don't want to look like an idiot well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to fall a lot by yourself yeah to get rolling to even get rolling without your head going mm-hmm. over forwards or your feet going in front of you too fast you have to get that balance then you can go around other people that skate a little bit better yeah. than you and then, like, at least he can stay up. Now yeah. you can progress, and then you meet those people who already been through what you've yeah, been and through, they, they and they totally understand. Here and right, there, right, and like, right. Maybe yeah. your foot could work better here, and yeah, dude. And it, it's not like skateboarding. I've noticed that people from that culture they they always reach back and they push people to go. Like you don't get that with a lot of um, other like cultures or 
or trades like photography. Mm. Like a lot of photography people won't talk to you no. or tell you anything. Yeah, that's to get you going. They be like, ah, oh, you just gotta spend three thousand dollars and be like me. Yeah, it's like no, I don't have a camera body in this office that is worth more than a thousand bucks. Like I don't have a full frame. There's a lot of stuff I don't have. But right, I, the stuff I do have, like. I know how to use it because I've been using it for forever. Right, and they, and it's like the cocky photographers are like people who have a lot of money. Like this one lady, her husband just bought her the most expensive camera, mm-hmm. but I outshot her. Yeah, because I knew my equipment. Everybody can drive a car fast, and she. In, oh, let me tell you, you know this though. Like it's cameras. I always tell people cameras are like cars. Like it'll only go as fast and drive as good as whoever's behind the wheel. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, you don't right. need. I, I could outshoot, hopefully, just a typical anybody with a power shot or a new Rebel or right, right. whatever, and like I could do it with an old film camera. Right. Well, the funny thing, she had a, I don't know what that lens caused it, long yeah. zoom lens, and we were oh, in a, yeah. we were in a small like pub, and so she ended up having to use my kit lens. Because she was zoomed in too big, yeah. like she couldn't, couldn't zoom. get far enough. Yeah, away. she couldn't far enough away. Yeah. She was like at the front door, like shooting people, like in the back. Yeah, and that's I was tough. Like, she's like, "Oh, I need some help," and I was just like, "Man," but if she was cocky at first. Yeah, because she had the best camera. I've gotten to the point where if I see photographers that I, if I see photographers out that I don't know, I'll just say, "Hey," and like I don't. I don't admit to nothing. Like, I don't know anything about anything that you're doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, t- I tend to, um, you know, kind of speak and disappear. Yeah. yeah. I'll say, what's up? I don't tell anybody yeah, that I know. because you can kind of tell, like, sometimes it's the way they look. Like, when there's two photographers in the room, they're, like, eyeing each other, like, yeah, I'm here, too. And then you're, like, yeah. oh, this dude's not going to be cool. Let me. That was, so, <laughs> you know Matt Ray, right? No, I don't. He works for WDHN. He shoots for the local every now and again. Um, y'all, I'm sure y'all have been at the same events. Right. Um, and that was one of the things that when we met, we met because we were both covering similar events, if not the same event. And it just didn't make sense. because At the time, it made sense because we were doing it for two different projects. But once what you were working with went got sold i guess is what happened right that's, I, was on, I wanted to speak about that because yeah. it was it was so um because i really when it closed i was relieved in a way because i was doing like 14 events every two weeks like, yeah i was crazy and um it was like it was sad though because i missed the people yeah because they knew me and, and i i got to the point you where build people, relationships well people asked for me specifically mm-hmm. to cover their event so once it once they closed it's just like it organically happened. Like, um, you say that I was, dude. I was watching my. Oh, you was, one, dude. Three I, was like, man, you need to go holler him, and I, I did, uh, and I fell like right in the place. But it was so relieving because you were actually a down to earth person. The owners of that particular publication, yeah. Well, they weren't here. They either. didn't live here. Yeah, and they just go. They thought I was a robot. Well, they, yeah, and they just wrapped it up not too long ago altogether, right? And yep. it was like. Yep. Um, that was it. That's the thing. Like when you live in a, in the same area and like you have vested interest in each other's lives, like mm-hmm. you can't just, I don't know that I'd be able to just like 
pack up and roll out without at least like trying to sell you guys the business right you know like yeah yeah yeah. like i'm not gonna do this what what is going on here is not gonna affect what i'm doing elsewhere in their like in their situation right Um, but i'm glad i'm glad because if there was no one here to run it like the way you're doing this then i wouldn't want it anyway it's plus it it opened it opened it up for you to have more until COVID hit, but well, yeah, right. Well, but you know what I'm saying. But you we had, still fighting a you good had fight. more. A cooler publication was able to fill in, yeah, the gap, fill in the gap. Which yeah, is awesome. and I was waiting on that. There at um, I had heard rumors for a while that um, VIP Dotha Magazine might be purchasable, and I was like, at a certain point, I am comfortable with our clientele for the local. Like, obviously, if we we can always use more advertisers if y'all want to hit me up. Email <laughs> Justin at wiregrasslocal.com and I'll, I'll send you uh, all the information you need about advertising. Do but that now. Do it's, that um, now. Yeah, like I didn't want to go in and replicate what they had been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought some of what they were doing was important to document. And I thought, I mean, I knew you from events from when Patrick owned the magazine years ago wow and it was just one of those things where i was like why would i buy a publication that is just going to be shuttered Mm -hmm. if i can just use the relationships i already have and not spend a bunch of money on a dead publication because i would never i probably would have never printed in that well i'm gonna tell you what they did man Man, I, i i went on a personal um event to atlanta were two people from Dothan. We're being honored, right? We're being honored. Yeah. And they also threw an event with major people. Mm-hmm. I had Magic Johnson, um, the lady from Sweetie Pie's restaurant. Yep. Um, I covered this myself. Yeah. And then I offered it to the magazine mm-hmm. and they didn't they wouldn't take it because of I'm sure it was people of color. And I'm just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying, and that hurt, that hurt my feelings, <laughs> man. I mean, it was the the layout was beautiful. Yeah, I had all the famous people, and it was a good look for Dothan, and the mayor was involved. And yeah, he, he paid for us to go, and they denied it after we fought to get it in there. Mm-hmm. And that was that was one of the problems. It was because they only were concerned about golf courses. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, fundraisers. I mean, there's thing that some of that stuff is important depending on what the fundraisers for. Yeah, I what. mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not. I'm yeah, not. yeah. But at the same time, like that content is not consumable by the entire population here. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons that we've been able to be successful is like, I obviously respect business people and like want their stories told because everybody needs, everybody needs local success stories right. to keep going. Um, and for inspiration for millions of other reasons. But at the same time, like there is a huge section of our population that didn't right. have a voice. But I'm saying we're like me and you, we're the same type of people. Yeah. Like we live in a house. We got, yeah, we got cars. Mm-hmm. We got stuff piled up in the backyard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah, the same project vehicles. You got right. a what, hot and, rod in the backyard. Like, yeah. Right. We do. I mean, there's got a Jeep downstairs. It's really not much. Yeah. It's really not much of a difference. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, we're more alike. I mean, we're more alike than we are different for sure. And so we, you know, we should include each other on everything, man. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, it makes life much better. Yeah. Not only that, but man, like 
who wants to eat the same cereal every day? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like if you, how bland do you want this newspaper to be? Like we can't just have it one shade. Yeah. And oh yeah, I had, I had a cover shot that, um, the, um, production manager and the writers, it was somebody of color. They were like, this is the cover. And they sent it for final approval. And he said, um, could you put something else on the front? The tr- the other tricky part. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I was hurt again. Yeah. Like, do the rightfully so. But I continued to work because my friend who was once um, one of my graphic designers mm-hmm. at another publication, she went to that magazine. And so we you. still had a relationship yeah. with me and you. And so anytime she needed me, yeah. even on layouts, I mm-hmm. would just hop in and help, help her out because she was a friend. Mm-hmm. Despite of what they did, it didn't stop me. No. Yeah, but yeah. I never forgot it. Like, it was messed up. So that's one of the tricky things. And this is one of the main reasons that I tell people to support local rather than outside businesses that just show up. I'm going to leave. There's one subject I was about to bring up. But I'm going to leave that <laughs> completely alone. Um, it's already bad enough right. with everything we've got going on politically and medically and I mean, I think, I think Hurricane like Zeta, Zeta is Zeta, here. Is it? I don't know, man. Hurricane something. I heard it because I'm about to touch down. But I mean, that's what I mean about local people. Like, if you had a local publisher for that magazine, they would know who that person was, right? And be like, "This is important. This needs to be the cover." The reason is is because who this person is, what they've accomplished. And why this story is more important than maybe who went wherever to have a glass of wine and listen to Sue. And it was well shot. Yeah. It was a beautiful shot, man. And that's the thing, too. Like, You know it was good. You know it was good. And you intentionally said change it to the norm. Right. What you normally see. Right. If you listen, if you have the same looking cover every month. People are going to assume that it's the same magazine every month. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, it is. Right. It is exactly that. And I try my damnedest not to let it be when, I mean, you just want to continue to evolve and evoke a spirit where people get excited about it. Yeah. This each, is. Each month. Because it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a booklet. Like, you have to keep the energy going just mm-hmm. like when you did the um vibe guys yeah it it made people feel good yeah me especially me yeah dude those guys i couldn't thank you enough for that and you were like <laughs> like i'm like why is he so you was like dude that's what i do like i was like bro you just don't know how much of an impact because little kids or people yeah. they can see i can be on the cover yeah of dudes that i hear on the radio are on the cover of this thing. right and that's it it was great um, and people were saying that's a great cover, dude. We had so much fun shooting that day. Like we went to Mural City and right. took over their second floor, and it was, I mean, Last Laugh and Firestarter are two of the funniest dudes. Oh my gosh. Um. And yeah, dude. It was. Yeah, you don't want to be at a wedding with shooting at a wedding with um Last Laugh. Yeah, oh, I man. shot a bar mitzvah with that dude that DJing dude is that thing. Funny. <laughs> and like, yeah, we. Every like eight minutes, I'd walk over there and be like, what are we listening to, man? He's like, I don't know. These kids keep asking. There was like a bunch of 14, 15-year-old kids, and they just kept asking for like weird TikTok songs. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know any of this nonsense. 
He's like, yeah, man, this is all YouTube. Um, what else you got going on? I know you got um, um, I am helping my friend Latasha. They're um doing a lot of work with um getting people registered to vote with the Black um Youth Vote and the Black Women's Roundtable. Um, I'm just documenting them, mm -hmm. getting them um as they prepare for the election. You know, getting everybody straight. Yeah. Um, have you traveled much in the last like few months, like leading up to the, the election? Not at all. It's weird out there, guys. I haven't been anywhere. <laughs> like I went to, I got back from New York last week, and it it's weird. Like New York is very liberal, like the whole state's pretty liberal. But like the more rural you get, the less liberal usually it gets, because that's where like you have old farm towns where everybody's grown up with guns and they everybody's very easily convinced that even though America owns the military, that they need your guns too. Like, That's come crazy. on, man. Nobody cares about your little nine. Like, I don't man. understand. The, I don't understand that. Like I get maybe, maybe throttling back a little bit on AR 15s and like submachine guns being available to the public, but people going to build that nonsense anyway, just cause you make it illegal doesn't mean it goes away. Man, those things are completely out, man. You can't. Find yeah, well, that's the other thing. Well, I was trying. I got my little measly, you know, weapon that I. Yeah. Just, I did it just because it's my right to have sure. one. Yeah. I don't have no bullets. I want listen. <laughs> and I had a box of bullets, and I can't find them. Text me what you need. Uh, <laughs> in this state, I think it's still perfectly legal to just walk around with a pistol on your hip, mm -hmm. like you're, like in the in a western, dude. Which is. I mean, which is fine, but at on a tactical note, why would you show your hand if you're in the middle of a poker game? I don't know. Like if I walk, if if I was walking around and I had my pistol just on my hip, right? And somebody else walked in that was trying to do some harm. Yeah, they know. I'm the first dude they're the going for. Right, dude. I was in. I'm. I don't know. I was in enjoying my sushi. Mm -hmm. In comes this dude with the gun, like. Literally, like, yeah, dude, right got that Barney Fife, yeah, right up under his armpit, like, it's oh just yeah, up, it holsters. was up so high, and he was, he was, you know, obviously a little intoxicated before, when he came in. No, dog, and they the whole time he was be, you know, using the b word to his girlfriend. I need, Ooh. yeah, we hurry up, let's go. And when he stood up, his gun flipped out of the holster. No, sir, and. On the ground, tumbled, spun around, and when it stopped, it was pointed towards a a girl and her baby. I mean, it was on the ground, yeah. but it it stopped right on them. I've got a. Uh, I was like, that could have been crazy. Yeah, I've got friends that have like rambunctious ass dogs. Right, they don't take them to Walmart. Right, because <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen. Right, and you don't want to end up having your dog accidentally bite somebody and be like, man, I could have easily avoided all of this if I would have just not got drunk and let my dog off the leash. Right. Now, since you've been out there working with Charlie at Blue Bear Flutes, um, you've kind of gotten into doing some of your own little handcrafted stuff yeah. here and there. What um, what you been doing? You been making I, some, I, some spoons? I stumbled upon spoon making, which I mm, it's a weird story because um, I had a wooden spatula that someone gave me mm -hmm. and it, it broke and I was 
I wanted to repair it some kind of way. So I put it in a little bag and like kind of put it under my um, cabinet. And um, so working with Charlie, he has um, all types of cuts of wood mm -hmm. to make flutes with. You can read more about Charlie in the last issue of The Local, by the yes. way. That's Blue Bear Flutes. Hit yes. him up on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Yes. YouTube. And so he kept saying, hey, Warren, this is a pretty piece of wood. Why don't you take it home, see if you can do something with it? I was like, yeah. So uh, all of a sudden I'm hoarding like chunks of wood. I'm like, man, this is too much. Right. And so one day I was looking for something like you're always looking in your junk drawers. And mm -hmm. I, was, I saw that spatula. I was like, oh, man, I can make one of these. Cut one out. Look pretty good. Cut a spoon. Look pretty good. So then I just start buying extra Dremel bits and stuff and just yeah. getting into it. And next thing you know, I start turning out these, like, I mean, beautiful spoons because each one is different. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing now when I get a chance. And um, I named it May Lou after my great-grandmother and my grandmother. I kind of merged the names together. Yeah. So it means a lot to me. And I'm also kind of spreading the message of reciprocation and serving people in a you know humanitarian way yeah and that's it um dude and they're beautiful too like you do a lot out of what black walnut you do some out of red oak maybe um cedar red cedar, cedar yeah um that's what it was poplar heat treated poplar some oak some other um pig nut or something he gave me some weird cuts of wood yeah it's that's nut. rad i'll check that out yeah it's a, it's a funny name but it looks it looks really really good once you um oil it yeah, we um, I did when Oak and Olive was around. You remember that? Mm -hmm. They had all those um, wooden slabs in that archway. Mm -hmm. uh, Seaburn and I, Seaburn Wood and I, built that for them when they were like they were trying to figure out what to do there. And Seaburn called me and he was like, "Hey man, I got a project I need some help with." And I was like, "What if we do this?" And I was originally I wanted to run aircraft cable through it. Mm -hmm and just suspend them horizontally where you could spin them almost. And so, like, you – I don't know. You would have to balance, like, crap out of them for them to, like, be, like, just spinnable in the breeze. Right. Like wind chimes or something. But I don't think that would be good. When, when, it was just tough. When like, people start drinking. Yeah, you're just slapping them. They get like, weird and after – It's like those uh, tic-tac-toe things at the playground. They <laughs> yeah. just slap the hell out of them. Right. Um, yeah, so obviously that wasn't going to work. <laughs> So what we wound up doing was we built little bases for these slabs of wood that we got and sanded the wood down, like ran it through a planer, sanded it, um, clear coated it, screwed it into the base and then screwed the bases down into the bottom and then filled the bottom up with, um, marble, marble stone mm -hmm. basically. And dude, it looked great. And, um, and that was built out of black walnut, red oak and spalted pecan. Pecan wow. was really fun to work with. Spalted pecan. Yeah, spalted is where it's um, it's dead, but there was some moisture left in it, mm -hmm. and the moisture veins in it started to mold. Oh yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. And then yeah, it's another wood like that. This like speckled something. Maple does that. Bird's yeah. eye maple does. Bird's that. eye maple. Yes. Yeah. I was like, awesome. dang, I need to get a piece of that, man. Uh, you can like burl burl wood is really good. Like mm -hmm. if you, I've got a chunk of the house that I meant to give you while we were over there earlier. Um, it's, it's a, it's from an oak tree, but it's like a big bubble on the side of it. Mm -hmm. You slice into those things, dude, they are beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna need that piece of wood, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I got it at the house. I also have another one that you could make three spoons that come out of one thing. I don't know what I'm going to. 
I don't know what I'm going to do with that. You can have it if you want it, but it's just <laughs> like a perfect little tripod. Right. And I was like, this is cool for like a little footstool. Right. Um, that's the dude. That's one of the things about people like you and I, where we don't let things go to waste. And we always, every person, every thing, every tool, like all has its purpose. It does. And it's knowing you know what, um, sometimes I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you good. Sometimes just in life, the tools, you've had those tools forever. Yeah. And, and you realize. never put it to use. Yep. Because I had a friend of mine gave me that Dremel. Mm-hmm. And it's a good Dremel. And it has the the um, the flex cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flex yeah. shaft. Never yeah, so knew, you got to hold that whole Yeah, like, never knew what I was going to do. Well, I, I was going to do jewelry making with it, but. He gave it to me. He's like, you'll be able to use this one day. Never was able to, never thought about it until that. Yeah. I said, oh, it's out there. I knew exactly where it was. Thank yeah. God. Because, you know. It's in great condition. You know, the, you st- use you it. know the stress of knowing you have something, you can't find it. <laughs> Dude, that, I think every gray hair on my head is from, from, that. from like, I know I put that thing somewhere and it's never anything like important. I know. Uh, It'll drive you crazy. My wallet. I lost my wallet a few weeks ago. Did you was, ever find it though, dude? So I'll I'll tell that story real quick. It was a Sunday afternoon. It might have been Columbus Day weekend. No, it wasn't that Mm-mm. recently. It, it was, was in August. Come on, when you lost it? Yeah, it was, it was in before August. that. Um, I guess it was August. We'll call it August. My wife and I were going fishing for the afternoon, and we were taking our little John boat to like a buddy of mine's farm. And I don't know where I left it or dropped it or whatever, but the only place that it could have fallen out was on 84 West. We had gone by Dakota to get coffee. And then I pulled into that gas station next door to get gas and ice. And I either left it on the trailer or whatever. So it, or it might've ended up in Geneva somehow because I made it back to Hartford when I realized it wasn't in there. So, I come home, drop my boat off, go back to the gas station where I think it might have been, ask everybody there, look around in the media and look around all over the place, drive back to the farm, which is an hour away, scanning both sides of the road, drove back the other way that we came home to see if I dropped it between the farm and the uh, gas station. I got a phone call about a week later and it was in Florida. And so I immediately knew there was not anything in it that I was going to need back because I immediately canceled all my credit cards, um, debit cards. The only thing I was kind of aggravated about was my license, but it had expired in May. So I wasn't really sweating it. Um, and they gave you like three or five months to get your license replaced during COVID, which was amazing. So yeah, it finally made its way back to me. The only thing missing out of it was a hundred dollar bill from 1982 that I carried with me every day for the last like 15 years. And, uh, yeah, I guess I got to go to like Interco coin and jewelry or somewhere that like sells hundred dollar bills for 200 bucks to go get one. But that was the only thing that I lost. Oh, and they, um, I guess they threw out this card that my grandmother gave me when I turned 16 that says, don't drive faster than your guardian angel can fly. And uh, I was kind of pissed about that. I was like, what do y'all need that for? Y'all ain't going to use that for nothing. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Losing my wallet was pretty infuriating. Trying to find your keys. 
Like if I if I lose my keys, I get kind of fired up. But I don't know, man. I just put everything I get, back. I get f- really frustrated with either art supplies or cables. It's like, always something tiny, and it's I'm always like, know, something that looks a, like everything else. I knew I had else. an extra XLR cable somewhere. Yeah. And every one you pull out is it looks like one on the one end, and then it's a quarter. Je- you like quarter? Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. Splits the RCA, <laughs> dude. That's like I have. I don't even know what all I have up here anymore. Like because when I run into that, it's I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where like, well, I need spares anyway, and then eventually everything will come home. Oh, and my Leatherman. Spot. Yeah, my brother gave me a military issued Leatherman, mm-hmm. and I put it. In my jewelry box because I just can't. You don't want to lose it. Well, when I lose it, I, I go. I just immediately start sweating. I got one in the truck you can have. Oh, really? Yeah. So I can use it as a spe- yeah, because that one it, it means a lot to me. Yeah, just use brother. the one I got in the truck. Okay, I'm yeah. never getting it out for anything. <laughs> like, I'll give you a tour of that Jeep whenever we get done. Like, oh yeah, you probably if you got need some stuff. something. It's well, in you there. can do my, do the same with mine, and then we can just swap out stuff. Yeah, because I got a bunch of. stuff. Good stuff in my truck it's, too. It's crazy, yeah. It's wild in the Jeep. Um, we do a, a Jeep barter, dude. What uh, what kind of events are you looking forward to once this virus is kind of beat back? Man, I was thinking about that like peanut festival, which yeah, I like it for the food. Peanut festival is awesome. Like, I kind it's kind of a double edged sword because yeah. a it's the not, traffic. It's well the traffic, but the financial. Uh, financial aspect of it mm-hmm. doesn't benefit the city all that much. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, you got to look at it. Like you go in, you're buying ride tickets from somebody. People that's from somewhere else. Not yeah, No, that corporation, Barnum and Bailey, or I don't know who's doing right, it. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, they ain't here. How can we change that? I guess There's we got to no buy our own Ferris wheels. And we just stuff. wouldn't have to have rides. Then that wouldn't be too fun. Yeah, who wants to go around just and just watch fest. each other eat? It would be fostered peanut foster fest. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We need some events going back on. Yeah, um, I miss Foster Fest a lot. Yeah, that was. A I good feel one. like I was a part of Foster Fest, right? From yeah. the beginning, like I've always covered yeah. Foster Fest. Like people knew me; they would look for it for sure. Like it got easier and easier for me to take pictures because I'd be like, "Hey," they, and they would just yeah, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's yep, time, time snap." And this, what's your name? And this, that's over. it. So yeah, I really, I do miss Foster Fest. Foster Fest is solid. We like the consistent, like monthly events are my favorite because it's not, you don't get burnt out. Like I've been in the publishing of events business for 10 years now. And like, you can tell that like trivia every week is not going to last forever. Like right. nobody. And if everybody's offering whatever it is, like whether it's karaoke or live, mu- live music is, well, live music's, hit or miss just because a lot of times you'll have people that play around that are always playing. Like mm-hmm. if you want to catch so-and-so and you can't make it tonight, just wait till Friday. You know what I mean? Right. You're playing here and they'll play over there next week or, and it's usually pretty, pretty close uh, or pretty accessible. But the bigger ones where it's like the live at the opera stuff that we were doing, where it was like a quarterly bigger show, those things were fun. Yin Yang Twins going to be around this weekend. I when is it? Saturday, I think. Hey, chill. Man. Or is I, it Friday? I mean, I, 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 we performed with um, Yin Yang Twins on several occasions when I used to rap yeah. in the group. Yeah. 
and we did it in. Are they? Army. I can't imagine them being any better than they were ten years ago. And ten years ago, they were their live performances were not ideal necessarily. Like they weren't putting on a. It was like, but they got some hits, man. Oh, dude, me and my wife are like. Humongous in your Oh, okay, okay. Dude. I, I ain't know where you are. Nah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. United States of Atlanta, sign me up. Hey. Drink by myself, dude. <laughs> yes, dude. Like, uh, my favorite brother is the uh, deeper voice one. I call him the less smart one. Yeah, but they, hey, but they, they're. They, oh, they're with it. Yeah, yeah, they're they with know it, what man. they're doing. Yeah, I just saw an interview from them um, not too long ago. But yeah, man, back in the day when we were like in our twenties. Yeah. They were so like, wow, dude! And all they did was like they would look at each other, and be like, "Huh?" And people don't realize like, that like <laughs> crunk and twerk and all of that came from Atlanta. Like they don't realize, like "Whistle While You Twerk" was a song in the '90s, right? And then twerking popped off what a few years ago yeah, here, and everybody's like, right. "Check this out!" And I'm like, "Dude, what? Where have you been?" You're right. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We I would like to go see him, but podcast. I just don't like to be around a lot of people, man. Well, yeah, now, now, nowadays ain't yeah, really but, ideal. I mean, before that, I still didn't like to be around a lot of people. Sure. I mean, it just depends on what the what the what the function was, what the vibe is, what the vibe is. But yeah, yeah, it was good energy. You sign me up. You going to see him? I'll be actually. Me and my wife are going to Fairhope this week. You weekend. can't get no tickets. Can I? Can you? I don't see why not. I'll call. I'll call some folks. You trying to go? Yeah. Let me see what I can do. I'll pop my head in there and see if they remember me. Do it. From Huntsville. <laughs> I need to go to Huntsville, man. I actually looked at places. So my wife and I are going out of town to celebrate uh, some stuff in our lives. <laughs> it's like our anniversary was last week. And she went to a um, – what the hell? She, oh, she went to a baby shower in Atlanta. And so I had like just gotten home from New York on – Wednesday and she left Friday so I was like let's go do something for our anniversary and we had looked at going to Florence because Florence is super rad uh Huntsville's awesome but I haven't spent a lot of a whole lot of time there um and we ended up settling on Fairhope just because I found this ridiculous Airbnb that's like the whole house is the size of this office like just this room right and yeah, dude. Like, it's what is a, it like? A like a um. It's a tiny house on stilts. Oh, a tiny house on stilts. Okay. It's so sick. is it close to the water? It's on the Fish River. Okay. And it comes with kayaks and canoes and stuff, and you can go fishing and like cruise around. Man, it's so dope. And so we'll do that this weekend. So I will not make it to the Yin Yang Twins. Cool. Although, dude, I'm if I were here, like, I shot um, I shot photos with uh. Oh man, Nappy Roots! Last time they were in town, they did a show at the district. They were actually uh, they've been on the cover of the local Nappy Roots for real. Yeah, when was that? I didn't way back. I'll find one. I probably have one in that little rack over there. Okay, y'all y'all done up and done it. That is cool. Um, yeah, man. Like we need to do a hip hop show. That's what we need to do is just man okay. talk about the history of so what your favorite stuff is and why and where I come from and why. You mean a hip hop episode? Yeah. Yeah. You want to do another episode right now? Oh, you want to do it right now? No, not right now. I mean, oh. we can. If you no, got I was thinking about doing another episode because I like this. Yeah. I mean, dude, like for real. I can come back and like we can go all the way in because that's going to that's gonna take. We can't start talking about that. We can start on the, I, I will, I will, the early 90s. I will or go. we can start the 
I mean, we can start with um, like Funkmaster Flex. We can go all the way back to like. Um, you mean Grandmaster Flash? Grandmaster Flash, yeah. <laughs> Funkmaster Flex was way later. Dropping um, bombs. Yeah, Africa Mambata. Who was before that? Um, um, oh, dude, there's that. Cool Netflix. Herc. Uh, yeah, yeah, Herc. And then cool Herc. It was um, Grandmaster Flash, and then the Furious Five. I yeah, think. yeah. See, that's that's all, man. That'll be two hours at least. I'm telling you, just getting through the eighties. Just getting through the eighties, and then the nineties is over with. Yeah, nineties when you had like I can't, man tribe. Tri- man, come on, don't even start, man. People don't realize that Busta Rhymes. Do not Rhymes, say the word if you, once you say it. People don't realize that Busta Rhymes was not always just Busta Rhymes. Like, right. I don't. I don't know. I feel like we just need to talk about hip hop instead of recording this nonsense right now. I'm gonna edit this thing up though. Um, anything else you got popping? Mm, no. I always kind of say I'm in another dimension. Which I'm right here in front of you, but I'm kind of moving on a different yeah. frequency or wave. I, You know, we do stuff different. Like, we get up and do it and treat each day as a day to produce, create, yeah, help somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and be able to feel stay, good about what you do. Feel did. good about what you do. You lay down at night like, man, I did. I did. I fed some people today. I talked to Justin. I shot some pictures. And that's one of those things that I don't do enough. Like, I don't reflect in, like what I did accomplish. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, what else? Well, do you do, do so much all the time. It, when, you know, just like me, you do so much all the time. It, you only think about it when someone else kind of brings it up or they say like, Orin, I want you to email me all the stuff you've been doing this year. Yeah. And then you're like, what? Yeah. You get writer's cramp. You get freaking overwhelmed. Like, man, yeah. I can't believe I did all this stuff. And then you get a kind of anxiety about it because you were doing it, but you don't even yeah. kind of remember it. Yeah, and that that that's that's a crazy feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a good feeling because that's just that's the way. Like right now in my life, I feel like I'm right where I need to be. I'm doing the things I need to do. I'm not rich. I'm not making a lot of money. Yeah. but I'm really content, and I, I'm not stressing out about bills. Yeah, yeah, and car problems and stuff like that. So I think Oof. I'm in a good space. And I'm, I'm in that car problem, and I'm helping right people. <laughs> Yeah, I'm helping people every day, just about. So, I'm just, I'm in a good spot right now, man. That's one of those things, like, as a business owner and as somebody that works basically for themselves, like, it's, you don't have reviews from your boss. Right. You don't have anybody saying, like, you did a good job this week, man. I appreciate everything you're doing around here. Because you're the dude that's supposed to be saying that to yourself, and I'm never doing that. Like Right. I just, yeah, I'm so focused on making sure that everybody else is happy. Mm -hmm. They're like, I don't, I'm, I've always been a dude that is, when it comes to my workload, we don't care about the mule. We're just going to load that wagon. Mm -hmm. And while that has made me adapt into being able to be like super effective under pressure, like it's not a sustainable way of work. Like you can't just do like, you can't just hit the gas onto the floor and then all the way breaks to the floor whenever you got to slow down. Like, right. <laughs> me, like there's no, yeah. for the longest time there had not been much balance in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, but getting when I, when I splattered my foot all over the place, 
I was just thinking about that. Um, and then COVID happened, like the shutdown happened. That was it really gave a lot of people the opportunity to step back, look at like what's important to them. And a lot of people didn't necessarily think that work was that important to them because they didn't get the same love that they felt that they were putting in. Like if you're not felt like your voice is respected in whatever work it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. you're not going to be motivated to do that work a whole lot. Right. Um, unless it's, you're just getting, they're just making it rain when it comes payday, which typically if you work for somebody else, they're not all that gracious with that checkbook. Oh no. Um, which is crazy. Like I've never, I don't look at the local as like my newspaper. It's Mm -hmm. the community's newspaper. I don't really steer the content all that much. Like I want everybody involved to be able to write what they want. And tell that story from their perspective because each one of those people are from a wildly different walk of life. Right. And they're connected with a whole nother set of people that could be potentially a client or just a a new reader or a fan or whatever. Yeah. They, you know, I'm connected to a whole, even though we're interconnected, but I'm connected to a whole sect of people. Yeah. And if I put something in there about somebody else that I think, is worthy of being yeah. highlighted, then it's picking up their people too. And it's just for like, sure. That's how you spread. It's bringing us together. Cause I know what the, I know what the local is all about. It's all about unity, love, entertainment, and, um, quality of life. For yeah. Everybody. Letting people know what's going on around town. Yeah, dude. This small town that needs to wake up and yeah. get it together, man. I mean, for, uh, it's getting better. It's tough. Like it is an uphill battle constantly because like you'll get some momentum rolling and then something will happen Mm -hmm. or the holidays will roll around and then nothing happens from January until March because everybody's burnt out and then they've blown all their money for Christmas. Um, There's a ton of dude. I can, this city works like clockwork. Nobody's spending money the first week in November. Nobody's spending money basically until March, but you've got to get everything figured out how you're going to go after clients like by November. And then you figure out when everybody's fiscal year is and you just attack, just go after it. That's how I, I mean, that's how the local works. Yep. I'll probably edit that part out too. You don't have free newspapers all over the place before long. <laughs> but that's oh the thing. God. Like people won't, that's one of that's one of the comforts that I have in this business model is that it's so much work. There's very little financial gain from it. If any, really at the end of the year, like, because what the local ends up paying for is the office podcast equipment, equipment to put out better product. Like just, we do a lot of marketing stuff. Like we do all of DSI security, um, all their marketing for the entire company. Mm-hmm. We do all of Bob Woodall Air Cares marketing, from design to printing to their website. I, hey, I have to say you do an excellent job, dude. Bob's jam, man. Like I'm it's, saying, I'm saying you do an excellent job. Oh, stop, I appreciate it. Stop. Take the compliment, bro. Well, <laughs> it's see, like I'm just, I'm just the, I'm just the PA system, right? Like. I make sure that all my clients never lose their individual voice, Mm -hmm. even though it's somebody else speaking on their behalf. 
And that's one of those things that I've been able to bring this to the table, especially with Bob. Like Bob, if you know him and you have a good relationship with him, you know that he's a real tender dude. Yeah, he is. Like he is very much a thousand percent for community. He's a thousand percent for equality and love over everything. And he he has a big aversion to being a part of any kind of drama. He is, he's texting me right now. Really? About the um, package I dropped. Oh him yeah. He's he's want to know if he can mix the greens up like the mustards and turnips. Yeah. And stuff. So he's like, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like that's how involved he is. Yeah. Like he's, he's not afraid to be like, hey man, like, and it's the people like that in this community that really really hype me up to like keep doing it because Bob's a I mean, super rad dude. Like, he is. He really He doesn't is. have to take interest in my life, your life, or yeah, a like lot he of people. He just was like, "Hey, man, I want to, I want to know what you're doing." Yeah. And he's like, I, he told me. I remember him saying, like, um, he said, "I'm, I'm just a, you know, big guy. I don't, I don't have a lot of talents like you." Yeah. I was like, "Thank you." He was like, "You doing all this stuff?" He's like, the "Only thing I, I like to do, I love to cook." And he yep. was like, "Man, I just want to." Whatever you're doing, I like it. I see you out here working. Mm-hmm. Every time I see you, you're doing something different. He was just like, I just want to be, I want to see what's, help you out any way I can. Yeah, dude. And he has, and he's he's in, inspired me. Yeah, and that's and, how, um, I mean, that's that's the vibe that the community should strive for. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> Especially people people who are prominent or have yeah. have a, a, a big part, sure. you know, thing to do with have the city. Have a big name in the city. Yeah, they should. They should reach back, yeah. reach down, reach over. Like he said, be a little more kind. Yeah. It's so, yeah. People just need to, people need to understand that if my neighbor's house value goes up, my house right. value goes up. <laughs> you know, like at the very end of the day, be a selfish asshole. Only do it for yourself, but do it, do it fin- for financial gain, but support everybody. Yep. Because the more money is moving around in the economy, the more money is going to be able to be made by you. Right. And people don't realize that if you get, if everybody on the bottom had a third of what everybody at the top has, Mm -hmm. the economy would be exploding. You're right. There would be no, I mean, there's always going to be different classes to an extent. There's always going to be, everybody's on a scale, right? So maybe not classes necessarily, but there's always going to be differences in income just because that's how it works. Um, but like people just don't need to sequester themselves off from people just because of some weird thing that you shouldn't even know about them. Right. So this is what I, from experience, I went to some town hall meetings and they wanted a extra lane. The people, the Okay, first of all, the only people who showed up were the rich people. Sure. Um, the poor people had to work. Yeah. Because it was on a Tuesday. Yeah, at that's 11, how it works. At, at 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's so why voting's during the week. No one <laughs> no one that had concerns for the other side, which it shouldn't even be that way, yeah. had to say so. The people that were there lived in a different part of town. Mm-hmm. We, they, we were speaking about um, lengthening the sidewalks. So people who don't have cars yeah. can safely walk down um, 84 yeah. towards downtown. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> These people, we didn't even know it was it was that bad. Like, you drive through there every day. See, that's Going what you do. Going about 50 miles well, an hour. Well, you, you, you turn a blind eye. 
Yeah. To things that don't concern you. Like I live guess on what Main they, Street. Guess what they were speaking for? They wanted an extra turning lane where in the Target parking lot or something. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. So they could get over to Michael's easy or whatever it was. Yeah, well, yeah. I was like, they don't even need any more concrete over there. Yeah, like, there's an Uber over there. You ain't right. gonna be no problem. So that's the problem. Like, if you would say, fine, let's we we can wait on that. Let's do this. Yeah. Then you you you're you're bridging. You're literally bridging the gap, making it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. They were. I had no idea people were walking across that highway. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like people, if they're not aware, they're not just gonna become enlightened. Like if they're not actively trying to be better, mm-hmm. then they're never gonna just become better right. by default. Um, like I feel like that's part of the role that our paper has, where I want to show concerns that other people have and present that to people that may not realize, like, oh, I have never thought about that that way, right? Or like, yeah, dude, like. There's so there's so much great architecture architecture in this city. Oh my gosh. And the majority of the greatest architecture as far as like just outside aesthetic most of it's in less than prominent neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Most of it. And it's a damn shame. It's Be- crazy, man. And like I don't know, man. It's we just have to invest in us. Invest in us. Yeah. But not just us as in like the April family or oh, the no, Scruggs no, no, family. No, no, you know no, what I mean? I like know what you, I know exactly. We what have you're to invest saying. in each other. Right. And that's I mean, that's how you get a better city. That's how your tourism goes up. That's how you can start hiring bigger acts to come to these festivals and stuff mm-hmm. because now more people are coming here because more people want to be here mm-hmm. instead of well, property tax is low and it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to live somewhere that's not that bad. Right. People want to live somewhere that like this place is the shit. We do this, this, and this, and like we have all these amenities that are equal opportunity amenities. Mm-hmm. Like anybody can go use them. Let's get it. Right. Cause but I, we've just got to figure man, out what all that need, is going to be. They need to um, figure out some ways to to um, increase the diversity downtown and these businesses not not race wise i mean business wise yeah like more like craftsman stores well yeah there's leather like a leather a leather shop or you know a skateboard shop two retail well i'll get it's, into that it's later coffee it's just coffee and i almost hammered a skateboard shop down there coffee and, and and chicken sandwiches yeah you can get a lot of that Chicken salad all the way up and down North and Fa- South oh my or North Foster. I mean, um, it's great. It's great, but I want to do more. I want to. I want to grab my food, eat it, walk, grab, yeah. grab a backpack from somewhere. Sure. I mean, whatever. Some cool boutiques with yeah. all different types of stuff. I would love to see that downtown. That's um, it's tricky, man. People just don't want to do the work. At the end of the day, like you and I do. Mm-hmm. Because we've lived other places and we've experienced a lot of shit in our day. Um, and we know what it's like to have that unified neighborhood mm-hmm. vibe. Even though, like, anytime it's happened for me here, it's never been in the neighborhoods that you would think it's in. Right. Like, I've had, I'll tell you this, I lived on the corner of uh, Lafayette Street and 
South Foster Street. If you leave uh, Mural City and take a right out of that door and go up the hill, mm-hmm. you get to that four-way stop where it's like a law office and a house and then like a big parking lot and then a random house on the left. Yep, I know what you're talking about. I lived in that house on the left for like four years. Oh, wow. And I had I had a Cannondale mountain bike. It was about five or 600 bucks. I had a Harley Davidson that stayed in the, I left it in the parking lot across the street because we had a gra- gravel driveway. And nobody ever touched either one of those vehicles. And the week I moved out of that house and into the garden district, I had about $700 worth of camping equipment stolen out of the house. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, but that's the thing. When you when you get to know your neighbors mm-hmm. and you build that relationship with your neighbors and you have that trust, like... I'm watching out for my neighbor's shit because I don't want that dude that's getting his shit to come get my next. Right. Right. And people don't look how, at it like that's that. How the garden like, is. That's your part. That's yeah. your problem. Cause it happened on that side of the fence. And that's how Aunt Katie's is man. Like yeah. one, one day I left, um, I left a shovel and some, a couple of things out because I, I was new to sure. And I said, man, I was laying in bed. Like I was like, sit up. You're like, Oh, it's going to be gone. Yeah. And I, I said, I'm not going to get up. I mean, if, yeah. I'll just buy it's a new I'll, buy, be there or I'll, not. I'll take responsibility. I'll buy a new shovel. And, yeah. Which I don't even have a shovel, a good shovel of my own. So I'll be like, oh my gosh. But I got back the next day and it was still there. And um I learned over time, like people look out for that. that. The the worst, I mean, the only thing that may happen is they will put if say I left a wheelbarrow at at the corner of the Yeah. They will push it back for you. Yeah. Because they respect the garden. Well, they yeah, they don't want we do. some random we let them, from the neighborhood. To we let people by. charge their phones. Mm-hmm. There, it's free. You need water? Come ask whatever you need. Ask us. Yeah, and we'll help you if we can. And that 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 goes a long way when you are involved in your community. But if you're just sitting there not speaking to somebody, sure. okay, so you ride by somebody snooty, mm-hmm. and they like, oh, he think you bad. Your stuff gonna get took. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's it. And I, mean, I, I hate to say it that way, but. You have to know your neighbor. If you don't show respect, be prepared to be disrespected. Right. And that's how I've always lived. Like, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Any relationship where somebody is like, you're going to do this because I said so, is not a relationship that's going to last. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I need you to talk to me like I'm a human being. I need people to be like, give me, A, some sort of reasoning or logic behind why I have to do this and why it's so imperative that it's done this way. And I don't know, man. People are nuts. Right. But you're living on, I mean, you're living on the same ground. Yeah. And none of us really own it. Right. I mean, so none of my ancestors. Whatever little turf we're living on, let's dude, do this together. Yeah. And, and like, I don't have to, I don't have to come hug you every day or anything like that, but just respect yeah. me. I respect you and kind of have some compassion for people who are a little bit different. From yeah. Me. The weather, the, the world to me is kind of like a river. Like, it's moving whether you're trying to paddle against it or not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're in the bend of the river and it kind of sucks. And I feel like we're in that bend kind of right now. Like there's a lot of shit that needs changing from just any name of policy. Like a lot of policy change needs to happen. Um, there's a lot of um, empathetic change where people need to like, invest in getting to know their neighbors 
and understand that like, okay, you have a kid that's always in the street hollering about nothing, which could be perceived as threatening, but then you find out that maybe this child has some mental deficits or maybe has some unresolved trauma or whatever. And you're like, oh, now we can approach that without just being mad about it. Like right. now we have more understanding instead of just being like, I wish that damn kid would shut up even though he's just trying to get something out. Right. Uh, That's why I, I was saying that today with this um, little girl came in the garden. She was just, she was rambunctious, mm-hmm. full of energy. Yeah. And I said, yeah, like it is kind of ear curling or kind of irritating, but that kid needs to, that's her her personality is is developing. Yeah, she's yeah. gonna be a a speaker sure. or a, a, a vocal person. Yeah, and it's good. Like embrace that junk. Don't but see people so ah be quiet. You know what I'm saying? Don't 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 do that. Oh man, I hate I hate being in the store and watching a dad hit his kid. Like I will just about put my hand on. Oh his yeah, chest that, that, like, hold up now. Like I'm not really into hand to hand combat between parents and their kids. Right. <laughs> You know, like I've had some of that in my day, and I'm just like, you won't get it. We can get it, but, right? Uh, I don't know, man. There's, I don't know. This, the older that our species becomes, the more enlightened we'll become. We will become, and hopefully, I'm, this is all very, very optimistic, and not based on anything that I've seen out of you animals this year. <laughs> humans of America. But I really think that like over time, well, a, you won't have, you'll always have some weird racist purists right out there. Um, that have to have that purebred dog, even though, you know, that thing probably was bred. The, the parents were probably second cousins. Right. Uh, I mean, that, that old school vibe, I mean, what we were doing in the 1900s, man, history, we weren't doing in the 20s. History we doing, shows you that empires crumble. Um, evil never prevails. Yeah. And people evolve That's over it. time. Yeah. And I, 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 I have um, great confidence that we probably won't be here to see it. But No, I'm cautiously optimistic. It'll be better, but it'll still be that same kind of thing. But maybe it'll be less dominant. You think we'll see that before Jesus get back? If you'd like to be a guest on the Wiregrass Local podcast, give us a shout at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Wiregrass Local. Or hit us up on Friendster, MySpace, or LiveJournal. That's all fake, but you know what I mean.